Let's see if you recognize this. It's the circle of life and it moves us all through despair and hope, through faith and love. Do you recognize these beautiful lyrics from The Lion King? Yep. You know, the circle of life is something I know many of us would rather not like to think about too deeply. We like to focus on the life side, but oftentimes, like in this Disney classic, with the passing of life comes the birth of a king. We envision the birth of our baby to be a joyous, beautiful, celebratory time. However, what if we suffer any type of loss or grief around the same time of our birth? How do we navigate those polar opposite emotions that we might feel at the same exact time? Well, for today's guest, Jessica Patoka, the loss of one life and the birth of another are celebrated the same time every year. And it's impossible to understand how she suffered such polarity of emotion at the same time. By hearing Jessica's story, we will find comfort in knowing that we might and can experience loss and grief at the same time of great joy and in the end, discover solid ground again. We'll learn the importance of taking care of ourselves throughout motherhood. And she teaches us that while bringing a child into the world is a beautiful thing, it might not always be surrounded by beautiful events. But we're not alone. We will know that if we go through hardship, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You're listening to the Mamas in Training podcast giving aspiring and expecting first-time mamas guidance and community for moms who have been there. I'm your host, Jessica Lorian, but I'm not yet a mom. An autoimmune disease has delayed my journey into motherhood. So I've made it my mission while I heal to learn with you all about motherhood so that together we can be as prepared as possible. Now we never want to prepare for loss or grief But the reality is, it can and will happen at some point in our lives. But what if it happens alongside one of the greatest times in our lives, like the birth of our baby or bringing home our child? How do we juggle both emotions at the same time and still manage to take care of ourselves? Jessica's vulnerability today will give you strength and encourage you to keep pushing forward if you experience something similar and to remind yourself to take care of yourself, even when it seems impossible. Learn this and more on this episode of Mamas in Training. We can start at the beginning of the pandemic because right when that hit in March was the exact same time that my father had a heart attack and had to have a triple bypass. In that same time, my dog got really sick and he was my baby. We rescue, we foster. I've done that for the last 10 years and he was my very first foster. So as my dad's having a triple bypass, Quentin, my dog, was having an ultrasound and we found out he had blood cancer. And so that was the end of the line. We had to make that really hard decision. And as we were coming home from that, we knew there was gonna be a really big storm that night. And then the storm hit and we were out of electricity for a week. Saturday, six days later, on Saturday, April 18th, my husband and I got married with no electricity. (laughs) We had to cancel the wedding because of the pandemic already. So it was just our parents and siblings 
So that had all happened, and then we got past that, and I was grieving Quentin and trying to, that was my first loss, my first real loss since I was a kid, really. Mm. Fast forward to June, everything's going great. We're newlyweds, bliss, everything's perfect. Pandemic's still happening, but my dad's birthday was June 13th, and we all gathered outside. He was turning 72. We gathered outside and had the best time. It was the first birthday that he had had in years that all three of his children were there and all of his grandchildren and his siblings and their families. It was just a really great day. That was June 13th. June 21st was Father's Day in 2020. And I woke up and I called my dad and I couldn't reach him. I called my mom and I couldn't reach her. That's strange. So I give it a little bit. My mom calls me back and she said, hey, what are you doing? I said, nothing. Where's dad? And she said, he's in CrossFit. Well, I immediately knew. I said, what happened? Because that's where the hospital is. We don't, we live in a small town. There's not a hospital where we live. And I said, what happened? And she said, just broke down. And she said, he has pancreatitis, they think. And he's in ICU right now. I I thought he was going to die. We had to stop on the side of the road and he got out and he was on all fours, just sick. And I had to pick him up off the side of the road and get him in the car. And she was just crying and she's like, but he's okay. He's, he's at the hospital now. They're going to call me in a little bit. So she's calling me throughout the day and giving me updates. And then she called and she said, well, it was his heart. He has had multiple heart attacks in his life. And at this point, I think he had like 17 stents already before his wow. triple bypass. Okay, so his triple bypass was in March. This is in June, okay? Mm -hmm. And she said, well, it was his heart. My mom seemed super confident that day, whereas all of his other heart attacks, she's been a little on edge. I kept telling my husband, I just, something's not right. Mm -hmm. I just don't feel right. I said, I'm going to do a little workout because I just need to get some anxiety out. So he was cooking dinner, and I was working out. And my brother called and my brother told me he didn't make it. And um, I stepped back in the house and uh, I didn't even have to say anything. My husband just knew by how I'd reacted. And uh, I just kept saying, no, 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 no. None of us got to talk to him that day. And it just happened. It happened really quick, but that, that happened on Father's Day, June 21st, 2020. And I'm the baby and the only girl. Mm-hmm. And my dad and I were extremely close. We did a lot together. So in October, when we were married for six months, we just decided to go to a mountain here in Arkansas. And we had pictures made. And we had our, our family. And like Michael's parents and brother wore what they were going to wear to Mm -hmm. the wedding. And my mom wore her dress and my brother's. So we were all dressed up and did a first look and all that stuff. And I kept saying that day, why do I have this little pooch? Like what my, this is not, this dress is not fitting me. Like (laughs) it's supposed to, like what's going on. (laughs) And that was on a Sunday and I took a, pregnancy test on Tuesday and uh, it popped up immediately two lines I mean I did not have to wait a bit oh my gosh so uh, I told my husband and went in there and showed him and he said what's that 
I said, it's two pink lines. And he was like, oh my gosh, are you serious? <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, I'm so excited. And he jumped up and he was like, oh, but I'm so nervous. And he sat back down. <laughs> it was, it was so cute. That was in October. And we went to the doctor, I guess around 12 weeks. And I was laying on the table and they were looking and she said, well, looks like your due date is June 21st. And I, mm. I just about fell off the table when she said that date. And I, I just kind of gasped and she said, what? And I said, that's the day that my daddy passed away in 2020. And she said, oh my gosh, I, I'm sorry. I, congratulations. Like she was yeah. confused on what to say. And I was like, no, no, it's a good thing. Like that's, it's so special. And I had multiple dreams about her that I was holding a girl. And I said, I'm having a girl. I know it's a girl. And with the dates lining up the way they did, we threw around a lot of names. And we just kept coming back to Sonny after my daddy. Mm. His real name was not Sonny. But his grandmother nicknamed him Sonny Boy when he was little because he was like a ray of sunshine oh. when he walked into the room. And everyone his whole life called him Sutton Sonny. Went from Sonny Boy to Sonny Man. <laughs> so we, we just felt like that's who she was. Was sunny, and she has such a sunny disposition. I will tell you that <laughs> she is a ray of sunshine. But I ended up having her not on the twenty first, but I had her on June twentieth, which was Father's Day. How have you navigated these polar opposite emotions of having so much joy and so much grief at the same time? It's been really hard, and just the strangest feeling because I can feel so empty and so depressed and thinking how can it have been this long since since I've seen my dad you know mm. and then I can look at her and I have the most immense joy I've ever felt in my life I can't even explain the the feeling because it, it's so it's like you're not supposed to feel that you know mm. They're both such strong feelings and emotions and to have them clash is just, it's not normal and it's strange, but I, I get through it by just looking at her and thinking about her and the joy she brings. And that obviously overcomes any kind of sadness. She's brought more joy than I could have ever imagined to not only my life, but many lives. My mama, for sure, yeah. being one of them. She is very special just because of how it ties together. Now, you mentioned when we first started talking, you said a beautiful quote, which you probably don't even think of as a quote, but to me it came out that way. You said, my dad was my rock and my stable ground, and it's as if my roots were ripped from the ground and I'm trying to get rooted again. What kinds of things, what kinds of tools, what kinds of support what has helped you in this process of discovering and trying to root yourself and ground yourself? Well, I've had a lot of therapy. <laughs> that has helped a lot. And my faith, you know, in the Bible, it talks about how the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. and Everything is for our greater good. And we may not see it, but just try to remember that in those times. Yes, my, my dad is gone. But the Lord gave me her, my little own ray of sunshine. So how can I, how can I not praise him and be thankful for that? My dad and I had 
a very strong connection. He would listen to me, and it's like he just, he heard me. I felt seen, and I was accepted no matter what was going on or no matter what I was saying. I felt completely seen and loved and accepted no matter what. And he, being gone, has really thrown me because I've always been so confident and so independent and just steady. And I've noticed myself not being as confident or letting other people sway me. And I'm trying to navigate myself back to getting grounded and rooted and being able to have that confidence. You also had mentioned to me, and we talk a lot about this on the podcast, the importance of taking care of ourselves and how if we don't do that, what kind of an example is that to our children? And there's so many different times, whether we're preparing for motherhood, we're trying to conceive, we're postpartum, we're a seasoned mama. There's so many times that we need to remember to take care of ourselves and put ourselves first. So through this great grief and loss and struggle that you've navigated, how have you taken care of yourself? Well, I'll tell you in the beginning, I was not taking care of myself at all. I was pretending that it didn't happen. And it was a week before my 30th birthday. So just um, almost two months after my dad's passing. And I ended up in the emergency room Hmm. because I was thinking I was having a heart attack. When they got to the bottom of what I had gone through, they asked if I'd seen anybody or if I was, you know, taking any medications. And I said no. And they highly recommended me do that. So that's when I finally started my therapy. In those times, I could see my relationship with my husband struggling because I was turning into someone that he didn't marry. Right. I had a come to Jesus meeting with myself. <laughs> And told myself, you know, I I don't want him to look at me in a year and say, I don't know who you are. I did not marry you, Mm -hmm. this version of you. And so as I started therapy, I really started focusing on how I reacted to things and being able to recognize when I needed a break, when I needed something. And then I got pregnant you know, that brought so much joy. And so the work on myself kind of got put on the back burner because I was focusing on her and what I was, you know, feeding her and and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing and being healthy during my pregnancy. And thankfully, my husband could recognize like, hey, are you okay? I feel like maybe you need to take take a beat. You need to maybe step outside, take a breath. We're still kind of learning and navigating that process because when I do need to take a minute for myself, then I feel guilty because I've been at work all day and I'm only going to see her for, you know, two and a half, three hours before she goes to bed. And why would I take any time for myself when I need to be spending time with her or on my Fridays off? Why would I go get a massage or a facial and take an hour or two for myself because I need to be spending it with her. So we're, we're starting to do that. I try to take a little bit of time for myself on those days and kind of reset because the days during the week are so fast paced sometimes. To anybody who might be navigating some sort of a loss or grieving process, while they're going through their motherhood journey in any type of a way, 
what would you say to those people? What do they need to hear in order to keep going? There's a lot of things I would like to say. (laughs) I think the main thing when you're trying to navigate through grief while your motherhood journey and experiencing such joy that your kids can bring, try not to allow the grief to consume you and miss out on some time or or with the little things with your kids because they're only that little for so long. Mm. Every second that goes by, she'll never be that little again. And so I've tried really hard to focus on that when I feel myself getting sucked back into the depression. I allow myself to feel it but I try to allow myself to feel it once I'm not in the moment with Sunny. Mm. I try to be fully in the moment with her. And then once my husband gets her or my mom or his mom, then I try to go back to that and feel that grief and work through that. Because if you don't work through that, it'll swallow you up. It has the potential to completely change you. That's such an essential part in in your story and in what you're saying, because when we don't move through these feelings, even though they're scary and frightening and sometimes terrifying to go through, and we do just push it down, it can lead to much greater things and even health issues for ourselves. I mean, it sounds as though when you landed yourself in the hospital, it sounded as if you were having a panic attack. So in order for us to take care of ourselves in that way, we do have to feel all those feelings, even as hard as it may be. Yes, that's exactly right. They told me it was anxiety and the grief in my body was coming out Mm. because I was not letting it out. I wasn't journaling, I wasn't talking. And they told me your body will get it out somehow and you're having muscle spasms. I was having spasms on the left side, kind of like in my armpit on the side of my chest. Mm. And I thought it was my heart. Sounds like a heart attack, right? And they said it was muscle spasms. And so that kind of, kind of like snapped me into reality of how deep I was in the depression, but I was also, I was just in denial Mm. that I was there. I was in denial about the whole thing really for a while. How has motherhood changed you? Oh, in so many ways. People say it all the time. My mom still says it all the time. (laughs) Nothing can prepare you for motherhood and the love that you feel for your child. And I've always wanted to be a mom. I had nieces at a really young age. And I love them so deeply. And I could not wait to have a child of my own. And it, I feel like I can do anything. (laughs) It has made me feel like a superwoman. Mm. Even though I've been through so much grief with it, and sometimes I feel like I don't want to get up off the couch. When, When she needs me, I can do anything. And they just give you that sense, I guess you'd call it the mama bear comes out in me. Yeah. You know, I will I will do anything for her, anything she needs. I'll cross an ocean or climb the mountain. <laughs> Absolutely anything. And I, my heart has grown so much 
and I feel like I have become more empathetic and more patient. Things that I did not necessarily have before as much. Jessica experienced great grief alongside great joy, but the lessons that she learned as a mom this past year has given her the strength to move mountains. While it's hard to see the beauty or the lessons in the midst of such grief, on the other side, we can learn from those hardships. Oh, and Jessica has one more piece of advice for you to remember as you move through your days. Spend time with those that you love because we never thought that he'd be taken from us that day. And it happened so fast. He had just had a triple bypass. How could it have been his heart? Yet it was. So be sure when you are with your family or your friends and the ones that you love, be sure to be present. Tell them you love them. Give them big hugs. And just don't leave anything unsaid because you don't want to have any regrets. Thankfully, I do not have any guilt or regrets, but I know a lot of people who lose loved ones end up with those regrets and guilt from things that have happened. So just make sure that doesn't happen to you. Jessica's advice at the end right there to remain present is such an essential part of the motherhood journey, especially in today's busy technological world. It can be so hard to not reach for our phone or get distracted by notifications, right? But remembering to reach out to those that you love, remembering to remain present in each moment, and to share your love with others is a beautiful piece of advice. If you are going through any kind of grief or loss at any stage of your life, but especially through your motherhood journey, I hope Jessica's story of loss and birth is one that encourages you to keep going, to put one foot in front of the other and find the joy in the small moments. You know, it's never easy to experience loss or tragedy, but we all go through it at some point. And how we handle the emotions that we feel is the key to moving forward. For Jessica, the challenge is celebrating the anniversary of the birth of her daughter and the anniversary of the loss of her father just a day apart every single year. The way that she has leaned into the support of therapy and for her faith is a great reminder for us that we don't have to experience these challenging moments alone. And in fact, we shouldn't. We need the support of others, the listening ear of others, and the power of something greater than us to let us know that we will be okay and we will make it through. If you are currently experiencing or you do experience loss or grief, I want to remind you that I am here for you. And so is our community on Facebook, Mamas in Training. There will be a lot that you will experience on your journey in and through motherhood. And grief is one that you should never go at alone. I know it's a very vulnerable action to take, but I encourage you, if you're experiencing grief or hardship, Join us today in the free Facebook community, Mamas in Training. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes and put up a post asking for support. You know, sometimes we just need to know that someone is out there hearing us in order to make our path a little smoother. 
You are not alone, and we're in this together. If you enjoyed the show today, new episodes release every Wednesday. So be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And help us grow our mama community by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. That way I know how to better serve you. And finally, I would love to connect on Instagram. You can find me at Mamas in Training Pod. That's M-A-M-A-S in Training P-O-D. For Mamas in Training, I'm Jessica Lorian. We're in this together. <laughs>